Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. <laughs> our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so thrilled to be offering one of the first of its kind, digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments, enabling parents and children to connect from all around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to a family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday and we have one scheduled to drop this upcoming Sunday. So definitely be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. If it is the case that you're looking for listening alternatives, well, we're available on 10 different podcast platforms and we've provided you with access to the links in the description down below. Now, as is the convention, definitely be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week -week basis. And this week, our topic of discussion is education. Now, the way that I want to address our topic on education this week is I wanted to make it an open-ended discussion because our conversation on education is really going to be about how we approach educating our children about the demarcation between local and global global citizenship. And I thought that this was a timely video. I think that this is the right time to have this conversation because I think for me, the first time in history, it is a point of reference that needs to be explicitly discussed. And with the accessibility that comes with social media, it really does decrease the perceived barrier, the perceived differences that typically kept us within a frame of local citizenship and allowed us to do things or strategize and certain geopolitical ways where we didn't really deal with inner conflict about the other. And I think that that's really what I want to talk about when we think about the demarcation between local and global citizenship is this concept of other is eroding. And I think a lot of how we defined nationalism or we distinguished nationalistic pride from, you know, the pride of a different country was these perceived differences and these perceived, these perceived differences that existed in people who were simply separated 
limited by an invisible border. And this invisible border has less and less significance the more that we are allowed into people's homes through their social media, the more that we recognize the degree of similarity that exists across cultures even. And so I think given the fact that socially and politically, there's still a lot of issues that we have to work through. There's still a lot of contention that we have to address. And there's still a lot to navigate by way of just ensuring a certain degree of stability, not just for our generation, but for generations to come. It comes with redefining what this demarcation between local and global citizenship is. And I wanted to make this an open discussion because I myself don't have an answer. I think this is something that I've been grappling with, especially over the last two to three years. And I didn't even realize it was something that I really needed to find peace with. Like it's a topic where I think each of us need to figure out where we stand and how we stand. And I didn't even realize it was a thing until I moved abroad. And when I moved abroad, I recognized like a lot of what took place by way of cultural assimilation and just getting comfortable was recognizing that the differences that existed between myself and in a different culture didn't have the same significance that I thought it would. So I think we are conditioned to believe that the differences that exist between us are so significant that they are are a justification of devaluing or diminishing the humanity or the, I don't know, I guess the value of the other. And I didn't recognize just how profound those judgments were until I had to let them go in order to assimilate into a different culture. So, you know, like as an example, even going grocery shopping, I love gro going grocery shopping in Canada. It's like a very calm, relaxing experience. It's very individual. You, don't, you can go through, you know, an entire grocery run at the store and not talk to anyone. Whereas like in France, it's like this massive market. It's like a bazaar. Everyone's screaming, everyone's yelling. And for me, it was like a very stressful experience just having to talk to people and barter and having to work around people and having to worry about pickpockets because everyone's crowding and every, like it was just a complete, it felt like complete and utter chaos at first. But once I got used to it and now I can do either or, right? And I think that it was a huge lesson for me to learn that the things that we take into consideration when we other people, when we see them as very different from us, and when we justify the way that we treat them differently because of the ways that we perceive them to be different from us, I think that those things are eroding. I think more of us have access to that without needing to physically travel simply because of social media. And I think that that's going to change the geopolitical landscape. I think it should change the geopolitical landscape. I think it should change the social political landscape as well, as we start to recognize that the things that happen within our households aren't so different, that it should give us justification to shift our perception of the humanity of those who look and are different from us traditionally, culturally, religiously, so on and so forth. We're a lot more similar than we realize. And I think with social media, I think we're all recognizing that. And I think it's going to be much harder to establish and to uphold a sense of national pride when we have relationships or we have connections established with people from all over the world because of social media. So then how do we advance our you know, domestic agenda? How do we advance our foreign policy with this sense of community, of global community and of collectivity? So that's the conversation that I really wanted to have. It's a question mark. I don't have the answer, but I do think that the answer is really focused on global community, collectivity, having a better sense of how are we going to define our global citizenship? Because social media makes me feel more and more each day as a global citizen. I feel much more accountable 
accountable to people regardless of the borders that separate us than I would have even 15 years ago because 15 years ago I either didn't put a whole lot of thought into people who live in a different country in a different context or I put too much emphasis on the differences that made it so that I couldn't relate to people who lived in different countries and in different contexts and I think that we need to just be much more mindful and much more intentional about the way that we educate our children about this separation that I think is eroding. I don't think it actually exists. I think it was mostly perceptual between local and global citizenship. And I think we need to do more by way of having conversations, even if they're open-ended and we don't have the answer because I am definitely not here to provide an answer. I don't have an answer, but I do recognize that I feel personally accountable as a global citizen. I want my decisions to be the kind of decisions that support people globally and not just support my interests as a Canadian citizen. And a lot of what has reinforced that is just recognizing that the differences that I perceive that existed between myself and others are not as significant and do not provide the justification or the basis to treat others as lesser than. And like, I think we all say that, like we all, I don't think any of us actually think to ourselves, hey, like these differences make me feel like I'm superior. I don't think that those are like the explicit thoughts that we have. But I think sometimes that translates in action, just culturally and traditionally based on how it is that we inform our nationalistic pride or how it is that we inform the way that we shift and change our behaviors when we're dealing with people who we see are different from us. And I think the more that we try to bring those beliefs and those values to light and the more that we try to work through them and sort through them, the better equipped we are going to be able to be to make decisions that support the collective and not just the collective, you know, in a domestic sense, but the collective in a global sense. In any case, that's this conversation. I think it's a deep conversation. It's a philosophical conversation. It's a conversation where I don't think there is any right answer. I think there's multiple answers that we can take. And I think all of it's going to lend to just more thoughtful decision-making, more thoughtful policy, more thoughtful governance moving forward. When we start to realize that social media makes it much harder for us to create laws and create traditions and norms that distinguish us from them, that create in-groups and out groups and I think that is altogether a good thing. In any case, that's the topic for today. Before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So we invite you to join in. Now these events are paid events, but if you do see yourself participating on an ongoing basis, then I suggest that you take a look at our package plans. So we do have package plans available and they give you unlimited access to our live events, plus access to webinars and workshops over and above those live events. So definitely be sure to check that out. And we facilitate these events in such a way where we're providing you with the critical thinking and the life skills to derive more meaning and fulfillment out of life. So if that's of interest to you, I've provided you access with some links to peruse on the website. Definitely feel free to engage with this video. Let me know your point of view and your perspective. And I look forward to seeing and chatting with you very soon.